Well, welcome, I guess, to the uh, what would be called the holiday Christmas edition of Straight Ballin'. You're probably wondering, well, last week we did Spread and Bread, and we didn't have that this week. We said we'd be back, and we weren't. Life happens. And you said Straight Ballin' was going to be back last week, and that wasn't back, and but now it's back this week. So, look, I don't know what's going on. Things change, right? But the bottom line is, I'm here. I got my glass of wine. I am solo, because that's so far how straight ballin' rolls. No pun intended. Uh, but I'm I'm happy. I'm here to be. Uh, I'm happy to he- be here talking basketball. I, and it's and then it's been too long. We've had a lot of games with Wisconsin and Duke, and the Wisconsin kids have been playing. Uh, a couple of them played today, and I'm excited to talk about it. So I'm excited to be back. And, I'm, and again, I'm going to try to do this every week, and it gets tough. And I want to do. Ideally, it's spread and bread. We record Wednesday night or Thursday night, and straight ball, and I get to record Friday night. Uh, we'll see what happens. I I try my best to get it to you again. Life happens. Uh, we you know I have I've got kids and and John's got kids as far as spread and bread goes. But um, I'm gonna do my best to get this out at least something every week. Ideally two podcasts per week. Um, we'll catch up on spread and bread next week. But for those that listen to both, it was horrendous. That was a that was a ring rust episode, I believe, as far as picks go. Was not good. So let's hope you didn't put any money on it. Unless you put money on John's, where's the bread picks? Because those were 2-0. and oh. I was awful. We'll just, we'll move on. Forget about that. The Badgers played today. Real tough one against Grambling State. So they're 10-2, and two, first in the Big Ten, tied with four other teams. So obviously, you know, I, you know, you got to do research for this, right? So I'm just, I was like, I want to, I want to know when they play. Michigan and, and Ohio State and Indiana and, and uh, Michigan State, because those other teams are tied with. <laughs> this was interesting to me. They don't play Michigan until January 19th, so almost a month away. They don't play Michigan State until February 12th. They don't play Indiana until February 26th. They don't play Ohio State till March 10th. That's it. This schedule is a cakewalk. Now, Oh yeah, it's the Big Ten. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be tough. They probably uh, they probably have some hiccups along the way. Yeah, they probably will. They are gonna have some hiccups just the, the way they are. But I just am amazed that they only play. You know, what happened to the days of playing everyone in your conference twice? You play them twice. That's it. You play them at home. You play them on the road. Conferences have gotten so big that I get it. It's tough. It's t- it's tough to do that anymore. I, I wish it was. I wish it was different. So, you know, they're, they're 10 and two, they've got two good losses, right? They lost to Virginia, who's a, a top five team, uh, still undefeated. And they lost to Marquette, uh, a game that shouldn't have lost to, uh, again, they shouldn't have lost, but, uh, they did, you know, had a rough stretch down the, uh, down the end of that game. And, you know, it, as they say, as Mike McCarthy, rest in peace says it is, what is it, what it is. Or did Mike Sherman say that? Was it Sherman or Mark McCarthy that I says it is what it is? I think it was McCarthy. Don't care. They both suck, and they're both gone. Cheers to that. Hap, amazing season going on so far, right? He's like averaging 19, 11, and 5. 60% field goal. And uh, <clears throat> 46% from the free throw line. 46% from the free throw line. I do not understand how you can play basketball for this long in your life and shoot 46% from the free throw line. I truly believe I could kick a basketball in the hoop better than that. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And I want, if you look, if, if, if someone can give me 
a the other side of it of why it makes sense to shoot that crappy, please tweet at spread and bread. Send me an email, spreadandbread at gmail.com. I want to know. I understand if you I understand a little bit if you're Shaq, right? Shaq's hands, I've always made this comparison. Shaq's hands are huge, right? So the basketball feels like he is shooting to us normal humans a nerf ball. It's like you're shooting like if you're shooting a nerf ball into a nerf basketball hoop on your the back of a door. It's not you can't you don't shoot with touch. You it's like a push shot, right? You don't ever have it roll off your fingers with perfect backspin or anything like that, right? That's that's the equivalent. So I understand Shaq. I don't think Ethan Happ has the hands of Shaq. I understand he has big hands. So you look at you know even like Giannis, who we'll get to later in the pod. He he's not shooting great because it's tough for them to control the ball. I under, so I, I understand those guys. I just I don't know. Forty six percent still bad. I still don't expect Shaq. Still shouldn't shoot that crappy. And Ethan Happ has, shoot, has uh, shot two more threes than he probably should have this year. He's over two. Trice having a great year. He's shooting an insane 55% from three. And it's not like he's shot 10 threes, you know. He's 35 for 63 from three. That's absolutely insane. I can't imagine it keeping up. But, I mean, 63 threes is a lot. That is, you know, last, uh, last pot I had, we went over the threes from uh, the Wisconsin guys. And... Only one of them has shot over 63 threes. The other three have, are under, and that's a lot of threes to put up. And he's at 55%, almost 56%. That's that's amazing. So we'll see how, how Wisconsin goes forward again. Schedule's not very challenging, but again, it's the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is a really, really challenging uh, conference, and it's uh, it's a black and blue division. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's just uh, it's real tough, rough and tough basketball. So we'll see how that goes. Moving on. To my team, Duke. I don't. I don't know what I can really say. I, I try to dig into these guys. Like the team, they they're they're loaded, right? We know they're loaded with with athletes and with talent and uh, uh, a lot of skill. Shooting's been a little rough, and we'll get to that in a second. There's just so much fun to watch. They uh they played the other night. Uh, they played the other night against Princeton, and they beat Princeton by like fifty. Not surprising. Then they played Thursday night against Texas Tech. And those uh, those of you that know me is I'm I'm so not a big officials guy, right? I, I I love calling out officials, whether it was before I was retired from a coach. I took pride in knowing I take pride in knowing the game. I, I take pride in knowing the basketball, the rules of the basketball game. So when officials don't know the rules of the game, love, love talking to them about the rules and showing them that they're wrong. Probably not the greatest thing for a coach. It's how you get technicals and things like that. I didn't get a lot of technicals when I coached. I've gotten, I got one. It was last year. It was my first one ever. But, you know, uh, just to give you a story, I had a, a, a ref, and this was like third grade basketball, where a basketball hit the top of the backboard and bounced, I think, on top and then came back in play. And he calls it out of bounds. And I'm like, that's not out of bounds. He's like, yep, yeah, it, it's, uh, it bounced on top. It's, uh, that's out of bounds. I'm like, that's not, that's not the rule at all. That's completely not out of bounds. So we get, and it's third grade, right? Like, what are we doing here? So we get to halftime and I went over there. And I said, I just want to let you know that that ball is not out of bounds. And he's like, yeah, I, I think that's the rule that it's, he was like, if it bounces on top, it's, it's not out of bounds. If it rolls on top, then it is on bounds. I'm like, no, that if it, it has to go over the backboard. So people don't know this rule. And I, and I still explain this rule to the day. So all you basketball fans, here's the rule of out of bounds of basketball behind the backboard. Okay. Pretend the backboard is a tunnel and it goes straight back. And you can Google this rule if you want to. If you don't believe me, Google it. This is the rule. 
pretend the backboard is a tunnel, okay? The square backboard just goes straight back. Anytime the basketball enters that tunnel, that imaginary tunnel, it is out of bounds. The basketball can bounce, can roll, can do whatever it wants on the top of the backboard. It's not out of bounds until it enters that tunnel. Obviously, if it hits part of the apparatus, any kind of wiring, whatever, that is out of bounds as well. Technically, if you are driving baseline and you throw a basketball pass from one baseline to the other and it goes through that tunnel because you throw it high enough, that is out of bounds. That is the rule. So in third grade basketball, I'm explaining this this rule to this ref at halftime. And funny enough, this official is one of the worst officials in the Valley. And his kid is amazing at basketball, which is crazy. He might be mentioned on the pod a lot. Um, but then the other, the other ref's like, oh yeah, it's something I think we should look into. We should, maybe we should look at that rule. Like, how are you officiating basketball and you do not know the rules? So I take pride in knowing the rules as a coach and just knowing basketball. I like, I like to know the rules. How I got to this point was the fact that the officials, uh, in my opinion, for Duke against Duke for against Texas Tech were horrible. Uh, I believe in the first half Duke had like seven fouls and Texas Tech might have not even had zero and five of the uh, or might have not had any and five of the seven fouls for Duke were were charges. It was like you get these officials that all like all these all all the fouls are charges or all of them are blocks. Like it's one way or the other. And yes, there were some there were some charges. I think Zion fouled out. He had five foul five fouls obviously. And um, I think three of them were charges. And it was just, some of these were just awful. It was just like, they were just calling charges no matter what. Cam Reddish had a crappy call. I mean, so it was really, really tough to see. And it kept the game close. The game was very, very close. Uh, until the end, uh, Duke pulled away. They won, uh, they won by 11, funny enough, on a spread of 10 and a half. But these guys are amazing to watch. I remember when one of these first pods that I had for, for uh, straight, straight ball, and I said, RJ Barrett's your number one pick. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I really don't. He's, you know, if I look at these stats of these guys, Zion's averaging 20 points, nine rebounds, three assists. RJ's averaging 24 points, seven rebounds, four assists. RJ is shooting like hell. I mean, he was 0 for 7 from three. Now, he's shooting overall better from three than Zion. I mean, Zion's three for 18 for the year, but he shouldn't be taking that many threes, right? RJ's 22 of 69. 22 of 69, 31%. That's not, that's, that's not great. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a GM in the NBA, I don't know. I don't want to see either of those, right? Um, but Zion's 65% from the field. He's just, he's, he's so good. He's so good. He, and he's not just, he's not just getting to the hoop because he's just bigger, stronger, faster, which he is. He's making quick moves. He does hesitations and he's just there. And I know the competition's going to change in the NBA level, obviously, but he is something, he's someone that we've never seen before where RJ We've got, we've seen that shiftiness. We've seen, we've kind of seen that stuff. So I've, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I have not fully changed my Zion number one pick, but I think he, I think he is going to be number one. And if you're an owner and you, you have a bit, uh, have a team, you know, which is a business that needs to get people in the seats, Zion's your pick. Cause that's putting, that is getting fans to come to your stadium. RJ Barrett might not be, he's just not, he's a great player, but he's not exciting like that. Uh, Bill Simmons did a trade value column this week on the ringer and he did a, a Michelin star rating, which is a restaurant type rating, whatever. And it's, it's, it's one through three stars and three stars is you have to go, you know, drop everything. You got to see this guy. That's Zion. Like that is Zion. And that's not RJ. I don't think a lot of people, oh, RJ isn't telling. Let's go watch RJ. No, I don't, that's Zion though. People want to see Zion. 
I said last time I'm worried about Cam Reddish. Still worried about Cam Reddish. I, I, I'm still he, worried about him. He's awful. We'll get, to, we'll get to Hero in a little bit, but the two best shooters, I think, in this class, these freshmen, this freshman class, was probably Cam Reddish and Tyler Hero. And they're, they've both been, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say horrendous because Cam's shooting 35% from three, but they, they have not been good. They've not looked good from three. And that's what they, they were kind of brought in to do, especially Cam. I mean, you have Zion and RJ. Dude, all you got to do is sit out and knock down threes. That is your job, knock down threes. And he just hasn't been able to do it. He hit a big three against Texas Tech at the end of the game uh, Thursday night. But other than that, he hasn't, he hasn't looked great, and I'm still worried about him. Hasn't changed my, my thought about that. Trey Jones looks great. Assist to turnover ratios is over five, uh, five to one. It's 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 good. It's incredible. Um, he's he's very efficient. He's and I've said it before. He makes his team go, and as long as he makes his team go, that this team's going to be uh, very tough to beat. And the only reason you'd want Duke to lose is that uh, it would make Evan shave his mustache because he has a blonde mustache and he looks like a pedophile. And he should be in jail, and it's really disgusting. Uh, so he he's he has he decided to grow a mustache. Is, I don't know somebody he works with or somebody's friends with said you have to grow a mustache until Duke loses, or if you're going to shave, you have to pay me fifty bucks. I think we should all chip in. We start a GoFundMe or something for uh, is it GoFundMe? Yeah. Um, let's like like two hundred fifty bucks, and let's just we'll we'll pay the fifty bucks to the guy, and the two hundred dollars then go to charity because the mustache is disgusting, Evan, and everyone knows it. Let's move on to the Wisconsin guys. I really wish I could watch these guys more. I, it's tough, right? Santa Clara's not on TV a lot. Kentucky is. I can watch. I can watch Hero. Uh, Iowa State with Halliburton not on TV a lot, and West Virginia's not on TV a lot. So it's you. you I got to do what I can, right? I, I can't see it all, so people can tell me that I'm wrong about certain things. I, you know, I I go, I check out stats and I check at minutes played and things like that, and I look at the at scores and if they're blowouts or not still doesn't tell the story. I know that you got to use the eye test. So if anyone has seen these guys, please at spread and bread or spread and bread at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Cause I might be, I may be off. Although if you know me, it's tough to sway my opinion. Keyshawn justice. Uh, I think he started the other night, but he's been mostly coming off. But he's averaging about 22, 23 minutes a game. Averaging 10, two and two, essentially Shooting okay from the field, shooting okay from free throw, forty about forty percent from three, so all around uh, decent freshman year, right? He's playing for Santa Clara again. I, I I I believe that he should transfer, go to a bigger school because I think I think he is I think he's the real deal. I think he is very very good. Uh, Tyler Hero played today against North Carolina. Saw him come out, makes his first three, next possession down, shoots it again, and I. I had heard it. I didn't see it. I heard it. I'm like, oh God, did he, he check already? Did he make one three and then he check it? And I rewound it and he didn't. It was a wide open three. He missed it. But so today he was three for eight from three. He's, he's 29% from three. So like they're two, the two best three point shooters from this class, Cam Reddish is shooting 35%. Tyler Hero shooting 29%. He was three for eight today. That, that upped his percentage. He was 28% going into the day, like 17 to 58. I'm sorry. You, he came in here to do a main the main job of shooting threes. That if if you asked any Kentucky fan, and I'm assuming the coaches and and scouts and all that stuff is what was Tyler if Tyler Hill's going to do one thing for us this year? What's he going to do? It's knock down shots. He is going to knock down shots. Right now, the only thing he's knocked down is free throws, seventeen to twenty one, and the one he had today he missed. 
Uh, he's averaging 12, three and two, not bad. He's 27 minutes a game, but he's got to be, he's got to figure out this, this three point jumper thing. He's got to, I, I, I keep on assuming at some point he's going to have a few games. He's going to string along a few games where he's four for six, five for seven, something like that, where his percentage is going to jump up. It hasn't happened. And we're getting the conference play and it's going to be tougher. He'll have some cake, you know, cake games and stuff like that, but he hasn't shot well. He just, he hasn't, that's. He had a great, great preseason in the Bahamas, and all the Kentucky fans got excited, and now they're like, what the hell's going on here? So, as I say, something to keep an eye on. Halliburton, Jesus, this, is, this guy's ridiculous. Sets an Iowa State record for most assists in a game. 18 assists, I believe, 18. That's, that is incredible. I watched him in high school, watched him at Holy Cross. I never thought to myself, this guy's an amazing passer. Definitely didn't think he was a good shooter. He is shooting almost 42% from three. Um, but he's got, you know, almost a five to one uh assistant or over a five to one assist to turnover ratio. 18 assists in a game. That's freaking crazy. He's averaging only eight points a game, but he's averaging almost five rebounds and almost five assists a game. It's I'm amazed, blown away by his freshman year so far. Very, very impressed. Very impressed. So uh, Tyrese, I'm eating crow on this one so far because I did not think this was going to happen. I thought you would. Uh, I thought I thought he would redshirt because he's 170 pounds dripping wet, and he's still skinny, which is fine, right? Uh, but he's doing great. So I'm. It's ama- it's amazing to me how great he's doing. But that's it's good to see. He's averaging 34 minutes a game. That's insane. Which brings us to Jordan McCabe, the player that's averaging the least amount of minutes. Not even 11 minutes a game. He's averaging three points, one rebound, one assist. Assist to turnover ratio is not great. Field goal percentage isn't great. Free throws, seven for 10. Three point percentage, you know, 37%. Uh, I'm not a Huggins fan. Uh, if I'm McCabe, I'm transferring. It's funny because Huggins, their teams are so undisciplined. It's like he just lets them, he lets them do whatever they want, right? He lets them take all these awful shots. Like if you watch West on that team, it's a six, nine guy just bombing threes from where airballing crap and he keeps shooting. Apparently the the tur- the uh, the point guards can't do anything. It's like one turnover and you are done. So I can't remember if this was the time frame of these pods are you know I don't remember them all. But you know McCabe has eight, has a game where he has eight assists and then the next the game I don't even think he plays. So he's not getting a lot of minutes, and he's just not allowed to do a whole lot uh, do a whole lot. Which I would you know I was hard on McCabe as when he was in high school, and I just I want to see him be able to do more because I'm just watching him go out there. And look, anyone can bring the ball up and pass it, right? It's he's got an ability to create shots for others. He can break down a defense. Defense collapses. He finds an open guy, and I just don't feel like he's allowed to do that. And I just I'm not. A, I don't think I don't think he works well in Huggins' system. And I, you know, I don't know who what system that is. Who 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 would allow him to do to do that? But I just don't think he's going to get it here. So I think it's going to be as I say, keep an eye on. I'd be. Hey, I don't know everything, right? We all know that. I can't imagine watching this for four years at West Virginia. I can't imagine being him and dealing with this for four years at West Virginia. And yeah, he's a freshman, and the guys ahead of him are going to graduate or move on or whatever, and he's going to get you know the keys at some point. But I don't know. This is it's not fun to watch. And you know, I've talked to other people in the area that I watch, and like, is McCabe? Does he even play? Like, I, he was in for like two minutes, and he. And he gets pulled right away, and it's, I don't know, he's, he's got a short leash, and it's just, it's not fun to watch. I kind of, I want to see him, look, you know what I want to see? I want to see him do well so I, so I can criticize him more, right? Like, 
give me a give me a full slate of something that I can actually critique a little bit and, and make an opinion on. But it's like if I'm watching ten minutes a game and he makes one turnover that may or may not be his fault and I and he gets yanked, what am I supposed to do with that? Right? I need I need material for the pod. So Bob Huggins, if you're listening to this, and I know you're not, but if you know Bob Huggins, then send him the link for the podcast. Play McCabe more. Because for God's sakes, your team sucks. So it's not going to get any worse if you play him. That's a fact. As always, we will keep track of these guys on straight ball. And uh, this is fun. I hope to do this next year. Although I'm not sure we're going to have any players that are coming out of Wisconsin um, that we can keep an eye on. Although I still believe that Jalen Johnson is going to reclassify um, and go to college next year. Because it's one year closer to the money. There's no reason not to, right? He's ready. He is ready. He's he's the fourth or fifth ranked prospect of the junior class, and he's got more uh, more offers than anyone. Th- tell me that. How do you? How are you not? How are you not ranked number one? You have the mo- you have more offers than er- like you literally have an offer from everyone. Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, you name it. You have an offer, and you're not the number one ranked guy in the class. That makes no sense to me. So I I just this is I when he transferred, I just had a, a feeling in my mind. He's going to reclassify, and he's going to go to college, and then he's going to go to the NBA. He's going to be a he's going to be a lottery pick. Jalen Johnson, I, I don't if you if you can get if you can go watch him, go watch him. I remember seeing him when he was in like sixth grade, and I'm like, this kid's this kid is going to be good. Uh, he's he's ready. His body's ready. He's a, he's a he is ready. To, he's ready for the next level. And in my opinion, he's wasting his time with another year of high school. Get to college so you can get to the NBA. Um, because it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. So, but I'll do this. I'm gonna. This podcast is not going away, right? We're gonna follow these guys, these freshmen this year, and we'll follow them as their, as as their careers go, and we'll follow any Wisconsin players that uh, that come out, you know, going forward. Brings us to the NBA. I don't have a dick move. I'm sorry. I don't have a dick move of the week. I had a couple. I had a, a couple things. There was a driving story about my dad that was kind of funny because he has no idea how to drive through roundabouts, and then he complains about other drivers which is just kind of funny. And then he says that I'm old. I have an excuse to be a bad driver. Um, I don't, that's, that's a great thought, I guess. Just gun it, gun it and go through a, through a roundabout. And I don't know. I don't have a lot. Sorry. I don't. So NBA stuff, bucks they're on right now. They're playing the heat. They're down. They're down nine in the fourth with six minutes left. We were, me and Mike were talking tonight. We were out for, uh, for dinner together and, uh, some drinks, and we knew this was we're like they're gonna lose this game tonight. It's back to back on the road. It's at Miami. We figured it was gonna go crappy. Giannis has looked like shit. Brogdon's out. It is ooh seventy seven seventy one now. So it's uh, DJ Wilson getting some run. He just hit a three, so that's good. They look good though. NBA is great. This is when it's we're we are three days away from the NBA ramping up to all time ramp up. Right, went to Woodman's on Thursday and I got myself a whole lot of wine. Text me if you want to know how much wine I got, but it's a lot because I said it's got to last through Christmas. As we talked about on Spread and Bread last week, the Christmas tradition is sit on the couch, watch NBA basketball, and enjoy some beverages. And that's what we are going to do. So I bought a couple uh, nice bottles of wine to crack open at 11 a.m. when the Bucks play the Knicks. That's the Christmas tradition over here. It's just and I'm not the only one. I've talked to people about this. Like, oh my God, this Christmas is the greatest day. We just we just sit around and drink and watch the NBA. I'm like, yeah, it's the greatest day. It's one of the greatest days of the year. March Madness is up there. 
right? Uh, our AGFL draft, our fantasy draft day, Labor Day weekend is one of the best days of the year. It's just you you get to sit back and watch basketball and just and just enjoy the holiday, right? Maybe we'll get some snow. I'd probably rather do it in 80 degree weather, maybe in Florida or California, but I'm going to do it, turn the fireplace on, sit in my pajamas all day, not shower and watch NBA basketball. So it's great. The West, the Western conference is packed full. It's, it's so tight standings wise, long way to go. Obviously it'll be fun to watch what happens with the Lakers. Clearly Lakers warriors on Christmas day. So I'm excited for that. I, I love this. I, I love this time of year. Because it's it's just like a relax and you get to unwind and there's some good sports on. If you like college football, the, college, the uh, bowl games are starting. If you're a Packer fan, you're probably pissed off. You know they play the Jets tomorrow. Who gives a crap? Uh, but playoffs are are about to start. Uh, but NBA, this is kind of like to me when Christmas starts. Uh, when Christmas happens in the NBA, this is when the NBA really starts with it. Where the guys, maybe like the guys that are resting on back to backs, like you know Kawhi Leonard's all tonight. They'll stop going. They'll stop being out, you know, as much as they used to, and they they kind of ramp up and they start jockeying, if you will, for position. So I'm excited. Other than that, uh, I'll be back next week. I'm I'm off of work. Took some time off, so uh, I have no reason to uh, not have a straight balling episode next week. Not exactly sure when the Badgers or Duke or I'm sorry, I gotta get Marquette into this, man. Todd, if you're listening. Send me some texts about Marquette. Give me some. I don't. I need some more. You're like the redheaded stepchild. No one cares about Marquette. Isn't that horrible? Badgers are always are always number one, which is probably why you hate the Badgers. But give me some. Give me some info. Text me, and let me know what I should talk about for uh, for Marquette. And again, it's weird because I'm a I'm a Duke fan, and and uh, Wojo's their coach. You think I would? I'd be all over it. So, uh, but we'll talk more basketball as usual. College, NBA. Everyone have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. As always, this has been Straight Ballin', and we'll see you next week. We straight ballin'.